What's your price to have your human eyes replaced with owl eyes? Or have one random bone in your body every year turn into a snake? Or how much would you pay to learn who Banksy is? Let's find out. Let's find out by playing Human Values, your weekly stop for logical debates about illogical questions. You're to give each hypothetical, the dialectical, put the O in comedy game show, and uh, scrape those fleas off of everyone's knees. We're your hosts, Aaron Rubin Courtney. And Lindsay Hicks. And our guest this week is esports and video game lawyer and host of the Law of Esports podcast, my little brother, Jake Hicks. All right, let's grease that gopher. Lindsay, what's going on in your little world? What's, 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 what's what? There's a lot, there's a lot going on, a lot swirling, but I think the most exciting thing is that we have my little baby brother on with us right now. Hi, Jakey. Hey guys. That's a great voice. Jake. Wow. Isn't it? I try so hard. Deal? Do you? I really appreciate it. Well, yeah. Well, not so much with my actual voice, but like with the microphone and... Oh, I see. I see. Mm. You're trying to have an authentic capture of what of what you've got going on. And also, like, I didn't drink any hot drinks today. I just stayed with the cold bevies. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa. Are you saying that you think hot drinks are worse for your voice than cold drinks? No. And have you ever heard of tea? I thought like hot anything. I took that as you didn't do self-care through tea. No, isn't tea bad? Didn't we make, didn't Dude, we create what? iced tea for the sole purpose of making buttery smooth face-to-face -face conversation? Oh my God, bro. This is a family matter, Lindsay. I'm going to sit back. Dude, I'm just tea, saying, look, warm beverages tea are so became a thing. Cold constricts. Cold is bad. Also, cold beverages are not really good for your digestion. It's a real problem and it's not good for your voice. But also, I'll have you know that one of my biggest issues that I take up with Jake all the time is the issue of energy drinks because Jake loves like a monster energy drink. Well, sugar free, guys. Look, all I'm saying is like, if you, let's say you get like a, let's say you get hit by a item, right? You get a little, you get a boo-boo. What do you do? You throw ice on it, right? Like if your voice has been taking a beating because you've been negotiating cool stuff all day and they're like, you know what? I can't ice pack my voice, but I can, you know, drink a nice, cold, sugar-free energy drink. Energy drinks, I think, cause like heart palpitations and like heart explosions. So there's that. That's part of the energy. We're not talking about cardiovascular issues, though. We're talking about how do you add a little crisp cool to the old larynx. That, that, but also, like, if your heart beating allows your muscles to work, then, you know, to the extent you have heart palpitations, that's just an extra beat. You know, you're just getting an advantage. Oh, you'd be the worst cardiologist ever. Dude, okay. <laughs> you're just getting an edge. <laughs> your, your, heart's just, your heart's just trying harder, man. Good for you. Yeah, see, that's, <laughs> that's all I'm trying to say is it tries a little bit harder and then you win. And that's the end of the day. Here's just what I want to land on. Cold water shocks the vocal cords and creates tension, which limits your vocal range and ability. But hot water, super hot water, can cause inflammation and increase mucus production. So stick to room temperature liquids, water, which will enable flexibility in the old cords. I have a different water question. What are you guys thinking about us moving forward with the game? See, I didn't <laughs> see it coming. I'm down to cross that bridge. Let's All play right. the game. Let's, Let's play the game. A little bridge over troubled water. Ooh, mamma mia. Ooh. Jake, here's the deal. There's two things you need to know. One, I feel slightly emasculated due to the tone of your voice because you have a, a deeper range, so I'm going to be trying to sound more macho. Two. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah, of course, man. And then two <laughs> is, sorry. <clears throat> and then two <laughs> is you considering the way this game works. I sound like George Takei. <laughs> Takei. <laughs> and the way this game goes, the way human values works is that we're going to do two questions today. We're mixing it up a little bit. It's been something we've been doing lately where it's what's your price to do blank, but it's about the least amount you'd be willing to get paid to do the tasks. Then we're going to take how much money we all have in our little pockety walkities after that. And we're getting a little fun surprise question to all of us of how much would you pay to do blank? And you have to pull from those reserves. And that question is going to be a surprise to all of us. Well, in fairness, I think, isn't my question a surprise to you, Aaron? Every question's a surprise today. We're playing with this idea right now where we're just playing surprise, surprise, look at the lies. And to start things off, Lindsay, you want to kick us off with the first question, Rooney? Oh, I'll kick this Rooney. Kick that Rooney. Jake and Aaron, 
what is your price to have your human eyes replaced with owl eyes? You <gasps> did not. You did not. That's not your question. Oh. What are you talking about? My question is also about a body part swapping with an animal thing. Really? <laughs> Wait. Are they both owls? I'm not kidding. We should just call this uh. show Swapping Parts with Animals because... Swapping Parts. This is animal Lindsay parts. Lindsay and Aaron. Yeah. And sometimes Jake. <laughs> wow, I'm fucking floored by the weird coincidence there. That is just... <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, there's a reason that I, I went with owls. Well... A, I was gonna, I was gonna do something else, but then I was like, "Ooh, I want to ask an owl question because Jake played football at Rice University, where their mascot was an owl, and so our mom really went bonkers trying to make everything as festive as possible, wearing the colors and just owls everywhere. I'm talking owl earrings she would wear, owl necklaces. There are owl items all around the house. It was just owls, owls, owls." I'm surrounded by owls on a constant basis. This is true. I have a question for you guys about owls. This is to Jake. Jake, if your anus, you with me? Yeah. If your tush hole were an owl and you farted, Aaron, would you be making a toot or a hoot? In terms of both the sound and the entertainment of everyone around you, I think that's an accurate question. That's an accurate answer. I think you'd be hooting all day. Well. <laughs> Depending on your diet, like let's say, like you ate uh, just a big old like can of chili, you would be hooting nonstop. Oh, you'd be hooting and tooting. Oh, I hate this. I hate this. And if owl you stuck a flute, thing. if no. you stuck a flute in there, let's say you just went vegan and you're eating a ton of hummus, right? Oh, yeah. Because that's like the only your only option right now. Oh, chickpea fillet. Oh my god. Oh, dude, you'd be hooting up a storm. Category five. Mark clip. Mark clip. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking owl eyes, huh? We're talking about seeing in the dark, little slits in your eyes. Yes. So you can see in the dark. Yes. Well, you can see in the dark, and you can't see that great in the day. You have to keep your eyes kind of squinting. Maybe you look a little half awake because, you know, it's very aggressive. You don't need to see that. But at night, you do have really great vision, but there's some downsides, okay? First of all, owls have one section, they have 180 degrees of vision, but only one section that they're seeing with both eyes. So there's one binocular spot and then there's a monocular side on the right and on the left. But mm. here's something, owls have very large eyes, which makes them able to see in very, very dark, but they're not, they don't have eyeballs. They've got eye tubes, okay? Eye tubes that are just held in place by their, by their skulls, okay? You're so into it. I love well, this. Well, listen, I just, want, I just want us to really weigh the options here. So because they have tube eyes and not ball eyes, they can't roll or move their eyes. They can only, with their skull, look straight ahead. Okay, and that's why they have to turn their heads like crazy because they can't look left or right with their eyes. They have to turn their whole head or body. So you're giving everyone a William Defoe dead stare when they walk by you. Yeah, well, sure. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind that you won't be able to look left and right. You'd have to turn your turn your neck and head every time you wanted to to see something. So that's something you really need to consider. Uh, that's a lot. Well, it's like if you're like typing on a big screen, you have to do like the typewriter motion with your head the whole time to see like what you're typing. What are you typing on? Well, like a big, a big screen, you know, like. A... Yeah. Why is the thing you're typing on so large that you have to. Well, no, you called it a typewriter. And I, I understand the thing about your eye can't track the cursor in the text on the screen, but you called it a typewriter. Well, no, because you have to like look left and then right, then back to the left again. Then like your head has to go constantly like uh -uh, back to uh -uh. the We all sides. followed your logic. Everyone listening followed your logic. We all get it. Let's. I'm holding you accountable. Why'd you call it a typewriter? What are you doing that we don't know about? Because like you're typing. So on a typewriter, it would like type in the same place, like the old school ones and cartoons. And mm -hmm. then like the actual paper itself would always shift like to the left. Oh, yeah, it's shimmy, it's and shimmy push Sally. it back to the right. Yeah. You know, and so then instead of the typewriter, instead of moving the page left to right, 
you would have to move your head constantly oh, left to I right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Wait, you, you're went, you, got, you got smart. You got smart. I see what you're saying. You're saying your head is the typewriter. Yeah, oh, yeah. The Jake. computer is not oh, the typewriter. Oh, Jake. My muse. My man. <laughs> my, 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 my I know. Wow. You're like a fresh shaped ice on vanilla ice cream with a bubble gum uh, uh, spritz on it. You're like my Dionysus just dropping little grapes of comedy Aww. and knowledge. You know, like Thank I'm you. a good fan. You're my Aries. You're the you're the you're the princess of the hunt for me. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So I will be an Aries. Although I don't know. My mom says I'm an Aries rising, which is a bad thing. So oh, we'll, we'll see. Our mom is very into astrology. Oh no, what a surprise. I would have never guessed. <laughs> um okay, wait. So well also, okay, so you can see in the dark, which is great. That's cool. But how much happens in the dark? Well, it depends on your lifestyle, but like yeah. during the day, then if it's bright outside, then you just kind of have to look at everyone. Like they just said something very self-righteous or, well, yeah. Or you could just have like, you'd have to have really fancy sunglasses that like didn't let any sunlight in at all. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I, I don't know how I would fare with having to make more fashion choices in the day. That seems like I'm struggling as it is just with trying to stay legal out here. <laughs> all my shirts I got for free at some sort of event. So it's already, it's already not looking good if I have to add something else. Every time I see Jake, he's wearing the same like event swag. And I'm like, can you buy a, ba a bag? Can you just buy a backpack? You wear the event shirt until it's worn out. Then you cut the sleeves off and then you wear that. Oh my God. Can I share a feeling and a thought? Yes. The feeling is mildly hungry, and the thought is this. They're not related. The thought is, if I were going to have hooty owl eyes, I think that I would get transitional lenses that were made. Because owls can't have glasses that are like us. So, like, I would get glasses that transition into, like, heavy filtering. Like, the ones you see for, like, Arctic explorers. The ones that are, like, circular over the eyes, and they close off all the light coming in. Yeah, you see what I'm going for, Aries? I like Transitions it. lenses. Yep. But yeah, I would have like it would just have gradients around it for the curvature to correct for the 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 sight issues. It would have uh, it would just go dark during the daytime so I could function. And uh, why not also get uh, like uh, zoom little zoom tracky lens things on it. And then as technology improves, I'll turn them actually into digital LED screens with a tracking camera on top that moves where my eyes would be moving. So I would it would it would plug into my brain and it would be able to tell when I want to roll my eyes to the right and then it would move the camera to the right so i would see my eye tracking without moving my head so all that's very expensive and that's going to cost a lot of money so i would need at least a million dollars a year for the tech both for having it and the development and improvement of the tech to compensate for it so i just want to come out right out the gate and say it's at least i'm in my mid-30s so let's say a hundred more years <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at this rate. Depends on how many energy drinks you have, honestly. But Oh, my God. Well, I have a, I have a Vitafusion men's multivitamin jar next to me. Oh, you're going to live for 200 years. You're in. You're looking good. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you. No. <laughs> so I'm just saying that, like, I'm immediately going to, like, 100 Milski Wilskis. Ooh, okay. 100 Milski Wilskis. That's, that's quite a, a big. Lot. That's a, a pretty huge number of Milskis and Wilskis. This is the lowest price you'd be willing to accept. I'm pretty unhappy about owl eyes. You would be the famous man who got owl eyes. I'd be like the fucking Corinthian from Sandman. You couldn't look in my eyes. So I'd have to have stylish glasses that like cover everything so you don't see my face fully. I don't know. You can look into your eyes. I think you're acting like your eyes won't work. Your eyes will work probably better than they work right now. The only thing is that you can't move your eyeballs side to side, but you have a wider field of vision than we humans do. And you can always just like move your neck and body side to side. Lindsay, I have a neck injury, so I can't move my neck as comfortably as you can. And you love to flaunt that neck, but <laughs> mine is not mine is not as mobile as yours. So and every time I see Aaron, I'm like, I'm going to look over here. Now I'm going to look over here. Now you do it. And then he's like, looks at me really angrily. I used to have coworkers at this one company that would send me gifts of Batman from the 90s where he would have the cowl that doesn't turn the head. So it'd be like gifts of Batman <laughs> turning his whole body to look at them. <laughs> he would send me that to make fun of me. I liked it. That Okay, so that's a really good point. If Batman can like just adjust to having to like not be able to have as good of a field of vision, right? Because your field of vision is bigger. Well, Tim Burton Batman, right? 
like Michael Keaton. The best one, in my opinion. Michael Keaton and George Clooney. It's both of them actually didn't have the head rotation, right? So it's really anything non-Nolan. Nolan loves a neck turn. He does love a good... I was watching Interstellar the other day, and there were so many necks turning that I, I just couldn't... I was mesmerized. Oh, they're turning necks every which way. They should have just called it Neck Turn Stellar. <laughs> Uh, dude, there's also some quality neck turning and tenant as well. And like it's forward and backwards, which is crazy when it comes to neck turning, especially. Okay, everyone, welcome back to Neck Turns Anonymous. Today, we're talking <laughs> about our favorite neck turns in television. <laughs> in the movie Marie Antoinette, what did you think of the neck turns and how they incorporated it in the era? Boy, did that neck turn. The neck is actually a very <laughs> important part of that, that film. It's a whole thing. The neck was a target in that film. So, yeah, you know, you got to be careful. Little sensitive subject, the neck on a Marie Antoinette. <laughs> we'll be right back to naked and afraid after this. Ooh. Yeah, that's right, motherfuckers. Oh, okay. That was quality. All right, let's do some prices, guys. What are we thinking? Okay, 100 mil. Okay, if I'm looking at it, I feel like I can't do the side glasses because half the benefit is having a super wide field of view to see like side to side. So that means I'm going to have to just kind of be a weirdo and stay inside a lot of the time. Also, I have to turn my neck a bunch. So, you know, like chiropractic care, maybe some bionic neck situation down the road. <laughs> oh, that's cheap. That'll keep you under 100 million. Go ahead. Yeah, no. So I think I think we're looking pretty reasonable here. Uh, plus, also, I would need enough money to be able to make friends once my actual friends are mad at me for scowling at them during the day. And I'm not sure how much money it costs to buy friends, but I've been to LA a handful of times and I have like a fair, it's like $3,000 for one friend. I would say I need at least six friends. So we're looking at like 18 G's. Is that per year or flat? Plus the chiropractic care. Ah, no, that's just kind of a flat. That's like a whole, that's like a lifetime. If you have six friends for a life, that's pretty, I think you're doing pretty good. But you're going to spend that little to retain those friends? Yeah, I think that's like 3K a year. Yeah, that's true. In LA, that'll get you a hug. For 3K. Yeah, you're right. We should we should up the we should up the bounty. So, all right, 6K. So you need at least two hugs for one good friend. And you have that, and that's thirty-six thousand per year for so I'm thirty-three right now. Let's say, I don't know, 20, 30 years you know, based upon lifestyle and everything. Plus like maybe some time to party, like to be on the open ocean because you can use like your night vision and your super binocular vision to be a better seafarer. And I feel like I have to put the skills to the to use. So I'm thinking yacht plus friends plus chiropractic care. I think I'm looking at like a cool like 15 million for new allies. I like the number. I'm just saying like, and also I'd be really good at like hunting voles and like mice and stuff and maybe like on on like a super weird period of my life like a house cat you know depending on how like the rest of the owl portion goes like what if i feel more like an owl afterwards i already align with owls in a lot of different ways so maybe i just continue go from there like what can you tell me the other ways is it just the mice thing that you're aligning with owls or is there something else no it's like like wisdom Tootsie Pops, like there's so a many one, different owl things. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Lindsay. Yeah. yeah. That was funny. Thanks. 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 I gotcha. I gotcha. It was a little, that was what you just did is a little bit of a moment of like, we're friends. We're having fun. <laughs> like an anchor. Hey, look at us just two jolly dandies having a great old time, mate. <laughs> it's kind of weird being on a podcast with two people that are like, that are entertainers, you know? Do you not do that? You have your own podcast. Yeah, but it's with lawyers and it's entertaining, right? But we're not entertainers by trade. We just like kind of pick it up as we go, you know? I do. I do. Jake, I you got to stop talking all this technical jargon, this legal mumbo jumbo, <laughs> and you got to really get down to brass tacks here. What's your price? Okay, I'm going to add a little premium on it. 16.5 million. Ooh. Wait, what was the premium for? Uh, the premium is for incidentals, you know? Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, okay, okay. That's lawyer for asterisk. Incidentals. Yeah, no one really knows what incidentals means. I think, yeah, I don't think anyone ever like really asks what it means. I just know that every now and then you pay a little bit extra for the incidentals. It's a little ice money. See article A for avoidant. Ooh. <laughs> for notwithstanding, for avoidance of doubt. <laughs> for avoidant is my love language. So I'm going to talk about my price for this, which is pretty hard because I really, part of me thinks that I could monetize having owl eyes in a really cool way, like 
obviously night vision goggles exist, so you don't really need to have the owls of a different animal in your head um, surgically. So, you know, there are ways to do what owl eyes do as a human. It would be a fun thing to do at like parties, you know, to be like, I can see stuff. Show me. I can read a book and it's nighttime. You know, people would be like, oh, my God, that's so cool. <laughs> like seeing watching someone read at a party. It's a cool thing. <laughs> I, I think that's a, you know, that's one way of going about it. Anyway, now that I'm talking about it, I don't think that there's a lot of way I can monetize my owl eyes other than like being the oddity of like the woman with owl eyes. So, you know, there's a lot like I would really need to be in a house where I could manage my level of light during the day so that I could be awake at night or, you know, if I wanted or if I need to do stuff at the daytime. So to have a fully light controlled home, I think is important to me, which means I'm going to need a house. Always a house with you, huh? And it's going to need a lot of windows for nighttime so I can watch the mice scurrying. But I'm also going to need to, during the day, be able to just shut out the light and live my best vampire owl life. That's going to cost $10 million because I also really want to have like really great sunglasses and... 10 mambos. Hats. And, you know, I want to know that I have a little bit of a financial cushion if if I can't leave the house for a while because it's just too bright or if there are too many things at night that I just don't want to see and I will see them. Speaking of cushions... Lindsay. Yes. Do you want to rest your mind and let me, Daddy Corn, step on in and throw a little question at the gang? Well, yeah, sure. Can I never call myself Daddy Corn on air again, though? If you want. Corn's getting a lot bigger nowadays. Oh. There's a lot of hubbub around corn nowadays. Wait, it wait, be... really? People love corn now? Oh. People, people are liking corn more and more. It's no longer like the stepchild of like the cash crop world. Well, it still is like subsidized by the government and there's a lot of like GMO issues with corn. However, have you ever had a good elote? Oh, dude, good elote. Elote and vaso? Oh. Ooh, yeah. I was just in El Paso. It was so good. You know, my last name's Corny and when I was a kid in middle school, kids used to make fun of me because the popular kid was potato-y and corny. Okay, whatever. All right, well, here we go. Question two. Jake, Lindsay, what's your price to have one random bone in your body every year turn into a snake no no you don't know what bone it'll be but once a year for the rest of your life a bone will turn into a snake it'll just magically turn into one does it have to like eat and stuff and survive on its own i have told you everything <laughs> i have told you that you know right now your left pinky could turn into a little snake and by the but way not the pinky just, just the, the bone. bone just okay. the just the bone. So you have to decide, you know, you're going to have to have a surgery, I imagine, to get that thing removed or else it'll die. It'll suffocate and then it'll start to rot. So you're going to die. You're going to get salmonella diseases. Uh, Dude. If I could control the snake, that might be, you know, full on snake arm. I would look. I had a lot of goals by the time I hit 40, but full snake arm is maybe top five. Well, it would be the whole arm. It would be like a long bone in your arm. One of those ones could turn into a snake. So your arm's going to go limpy D. But but it's one per year though, right? One bone a year. It could be it could be a rib. It could be it could be okay. your skull. Do you know when it's going <laughs> to happen? Can you pick the bone? It's one random bone. You can't ah, you can't pick bone. And by the way, I think I'm going to add a rule here that it it, it it would it would never be a lethal bone. You would you it would never be a bone that would cause you to immediately die due to that. You could die because you might trip or something, but it won't be like your skull or your okay. your your heart bone. Ah, uh, the old <laughs> the old heart bone. It's a dangerous bone to turn into a snake. Just palpitating in there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, there's 206 bones. Ooh, smarty pants. So 206 minus the skull, so minus at least one. But <laughs> sure. One per year and you don't get to pick. So like, for example, your whole rib cage won't go away over your whole life, right? Because you'll need it as, to some capacity to protect your vital organs. So at least only like two or three ribs are going to be snakes. But it could be like one, like your floating rib. Like the two that Marilyn Manson had removed. Those could be snakes. They could be. Yeah, those could be snakes. But here's the thing about it is that they magically appear in your body and you only have like, I mean, the snakes will suffocate. So you have to get the snake out before it dies. Yeah, you got to be ready for surgery. You got to be Johnny on the spot with the excision. Okay, I'm gonna, I need to see how long a snake can hold its breath. 
probably depends on the snake for sure. There are some snakes that are probably quite the breath holder. Oh, well, the California wild tree newt is famous for being able to osmotically breathe through its skin, whereas the South African Harangatangian python can, you know, it can go hours. Okay, snakes that are used to marine life can hold their breath for 15 to 30 minutes. All right, let's do river vipers, people. So if it's a marine life snake. Yeah, let's do a river snakes. But pythons can hold their breath for up to 20 minutes. Okay, so you got some time then. So there's some time built in. Let's say it's like that. It's not going to be like a garter garter snake. It'll be something that can hold its breath. And let's presume that it'll come, it'll appear equipped with a full lung. What about the bone? Like, do you have to find a bone replacement? Like a... You might. Because you can't put the snake back in as a bone. Or is it that the snake is just in there until it would die and then it turns back into your bone? No, you're talking to us right now and then suddenly your pinky gets limp and starts wiggling around. And you're like, guys, my pinky, but I guess it's multiple bones in there. So maybe the tip of your pinky just goes (laughs) limp. And you're like, guys, the tip of my pinky is a baby snake. I need to go get it opened and removed. And so you call Frederick, your snake surgeon, and he comes to your house and he he anesthetizes your finger and removes the baby snake. And then you call the news and the snake runs for president. This sounds so terrible. But then but then you just have a limp pinky. Like, how can he be the surgeon be prepared with like every version of like a bone replacement? You could get the bone replacement later. They just have to save the snake. Hmm. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you don't, you don't need it right away. It's not like Indiana Jones where you have to like replace it or else something bad happens. You're just open up a little slot and you're just letting old Jimmy find his way out. Yeah. You're just making snake holes all over your body essentially at some point. Well, it's surrounded by muscle and nerve and all sorts of connective fibers. And so, you know, it's not going to be the most comfortable Ugh. incision with a hole being Ugh. opened with the proper stirrups. Oh. I've only done this like twice throughout the entire time we've done this. I think I got to say no price. There's really? no price that you could pay me to have one of my bones in my body randomly turn into a snake that I have to then cut it out and release it so it doesn't die inside of my body and then have like some period of time where I just have like a limp arm where where it's just no bone there at all and then have to like get it painfully replaced with a new bone and like rehab my body to like be re- like you know, imagine it's my leg. Then suddenly I have to like relearn how to walk just because of my snake. I think it's an exercise in vulnerability for you, Lindsay. And I think you should consider that. Nope. I don't like it. I, there's nothing you could do to get me to do this. There's no price that you could pay me. It scares me and it's gross and sad. Well, that's fair. And as a, as a vegan and animal rights advocate, you would be so stressed every time a little baby snake was stuck inside you, that poor thing. I would be stressed constantly. There would be no time that I wasn't stressed, just knowing that at any point a bone's going to become a snake that will die inside of me if I can't get it out in 20 minutes. Well, you only got it one a year, though. So once that one's done, then you're kind of home free for a bit. It's also a great excuse to get out of plans you don't want to do. If you want to have an excuse to get out of plans, you can be like, sorry, guys, I can't. I might snake tonight. My bone might become a snake tonight. Yeah, snake time's coming around. It's been like 350 days. We got, we got There's like a two-day window now. Well, also, if I were to have a surgeon on call to do it, I'm pretty sure I would want to hire an OBGYN because they're already trained in surgery, but then they also know how to open <laughs> small openings and get things out. Is that weird to say? No, that's already a ready-made opening. First of all, Lindsay, I've told you this before. I know. Okay, because I'm really (laughs) concerned that if you don't know how vaginas work. Yeah, I don't think there are incisions in your arm (laughs) where a bone should be and a snake climbs out. Okay, I know better. I don't know if that's right, but I don't know enough about vaginas to dispute it. So I'm just going to, you know, I agree. Wait, are they incisions in your side in which a bone was supposed to be there and now a snake is there? (laughs) Yeah, I would say the snake part's right. Lindsay, what's the difference between a snake living in a human's arm and a vagina? Not much, honestly. I just Googled uh, vagina snakes and (laughs) it turns out there's a lot of like, pretty big in the Japanese cartoon market. uh, Oh no. No. All right. So, so, so Lindsay, Lindsay's out. Lindsay does not want to. I'm out. No price. Jake, you're going to man up and sell your dignity? <laughs> uh, yes, of course. Are you kidding me? So here's the thing. It's only once a year, right? I mean, yeah, you might be a bit of an Ebenezer Scrooge about it, but once it's gone, it's gone. And then that's it. And you're done. You know, like it might not be the f- most fun time. And you might be a little bit grumpy, 
but then like it's done and then you kind of lose whatever bone but people lose bones every day it's not that crazy so people don't lose bones entirely like they're sucked out of their bodies well well they break bones until this bone snake wish genie comes around and starts offering up the option and then maybe yeah you know maybe it becomes its own medical field i don't know what would you call it so here's what i'm thinking bone snake genie or bone snake itis snake bone itis Ect- ectomy wouldn't it be an ectomy like a snake ectomy oh a serpentectomy Ooh, Ooh sli- serpentectomy yeah you have to be you have to be educated in slitheronomy Ooh, slitheratomy yeah Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Can I just say I feel like that's really good training for a surgeon, like the hypothetical of like on an essay, like write an essay. A man's femur just turned into a snake. How would you safely remove it? And then like write an essay in med school as a surgeon. Like I feel like the to understand anatomy well enough to answer that question would be, I think, a great and hilarious defining mark of a good surgeon in training. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not as worried about my surgeon's essay capabilities, but at the same time. I do think it's a good exercise in like thought provoking thought. Thanks, Jake. You know, I do know. And I, 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 I don't just like what you said, but even more so, I like the way you said it. Well, that's, that's, uh, I try. We do our best. Just take a compliment. Can you just do comfortable silences with me? I don't like those. Yeah. It makes, I feel like it, during silences, I want to eat, I have to want to snack on something, you know? Ooh, you snack on a snake bone. <laughs> Ew, right. no. yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have a price to get a, a, a noodle out of your arm every year? Yeah. So you got to have a doctor on call. You should probably also have like a private jet in case you lose like a leg or something or whatever. And you also need enough money to where you can still influence everybody despite your snake bonitis and yearly serpentectomies. And so I would say at least like you would need like Elon money, Elon money pre Twitter. Like you would need. Oh, EPT? Yeah, dude, Elon. EMPT. Elon Money pre-Twitter. Oh, my God. Elon Money pre-Twitter spells empty. <gasps> oh, Elon Money pre-Twitter oh, year. Oh, get, dude. Get, oh. get get your tinfoil hats, babies. We've come up with a new acronym, Internet. Empty. Empty. Wow. Elon Musk pre-Twitter year. Wow. Ooh, QAnon's about to go off. Oh, That's bro. big. Off. Go off. Off. Uh, yeah, so long story short, $95 billion. You got to be empty. You got to be empty because of the snakes inside. Can I have a million dollars? A million of your dollars, Jake? Uh, no, I need that for serpentectomy-related issues. I'll help you, but I need a million dollars. No, I'll just give you like life advice for a small consulting fee. No, I don't need, I don't want to give you money. I want you to give me just a million dollars because I passed I on this one, but I still want a million dollars just for nothing. You passed on it though. Yeah, I know, but I still want a million of Jake's dollars. Jake, can you please buy a plot of land and three ATVs and you and I just go drive them on your land and Lindsay just has to watch and she can't drive the third one. It just sits there idle while she drinks her iced tea. Yeah, I'll do that because that's technically spending money on myself, which is a total right. billionaire move. And you're buying a friend. Well, yeah, exactly. Why are you trying to to just live these billionaires? Why aren't you trying to break the mold of the billionaire and give a million dollars to your sister? Uh, because then I wouldn't be in the billionaires club and I still have to have a lot of influence so I can maintain access to all the serpentectomy related issues I need. Okay, fine. We'll, 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 we'll check in on this later. I'm just, look, that's, you, that's, you don't know the first thing about being empty, okay? Wow. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. It's a long, uh, hard journey. Let me tell you. <laughs> Jake, Jake is clearly the billy goat of this question because it's going for the billies. I love that. Lindsay, you are pathetic. <gasps> you want nothing. You won't be a part of it. You are boring. You are, you are, you are uh, a vapid in your offerings to this show with your empty answers. And I also couldn't agree with you more. Zero dollars. I wouldn't do it. You can't pay me to do it. Lindsay's right. She's <laughs> right. But she's been right all along. I did a misdirect. She's giggling a little, but she's also torn because it hurt her feelings a little, but she likes the turnaround. She doesn't know what to do with her feelings. It's okay. We're all safe. And that covers it. Well, you guys can track me on my jet wherever I fly to for various serpentectomy related things. And this is awful. I'll just be out there like buying companies, setting snakes free, creating snakes. It's kind of, I feel like I would have so much power. Oh, are you going to become like, a, you're going to become a snake activist? A snacktivist? No. A, a snake, snake activist. activist. Yeah. To go out there and 
be a real, like speak on behalf of the snakes. Be like, I have snakes inside of me and I love all the snakes. And then you can rescue snakes. Uh, no, I would, I would just be like, look, I would, so every snake that like was like that I produced, I would set free in a big ceremony and just say, look, this is my influence on the world in this one tiny piece. And that is like a garden snake, the size of my pinky bone, just, you know, kind of doing this thing. And then sometimes like a leg bone. You wouldn't want to find a mom for it. Like find a I garden don't... snake that's mom age. Uh, No. I'm pretty sure the snakes that I made would not need moms. They'd just be super badasses out the gate. Trying to eat like rodents and like roly polies and stuff. Okay. Okay. I have way too much baggage to talk about snake moms. Can we move on? Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Here's the deal, guys. We're going to take a quick break, quick breather. All right. I just want everyone to take a moment, step back, just be one with yourself. And I just really want to quickly join Lindsay. Jake, you can join us if you want, but join Lindsay. And just thanking all of you out there who are listening. You guys, we're just this cute little podcast and you guys just really give us the love. And we we, we really appreciate it. We love your love, listener. We do. Am I making this? Does this feel appealing? What I, how I'm talking to the listener? I like how you talk to the listener. It's, it's loving. It's embracing. And if you want to love us even more and harder... Go share our show, rate our show, and review our show. But we also want to talk about a new show in our podcast network. We're part of the Human Content Podcast Network. But you know who else has joined us? Dr. Glockenflecken. He's amazing. And his wife, Kristen, he and Kristen have a podcast called Knock Knock High. And we'll play you guys the trailer after this. But it's awesome. You should listen to it. You should, you should consume it. And thank you to everyone who's listening to this episode because they're having me as a guest. I appreciate it. Um, both you guys, uh, not Lindsay and Aaron, but the two people that are listening because I'm on here. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. No, no, there's a lot of interest. Oh, no, you're so beloved. Speaking of beloved, we also love our producers, Shanti and Rob, who have today's mystery question for how much we'd have to pay from our money. So before we do that, though, the numbers that we're going to be looking at here are that, Lindsay, you're stepping into this shopping mall with $10 million in your pocket. Okay, great. I've got $100 million in my pocket. And Jake, you've got $95 billion, $16,500,000 in your pocket. So before we all cash out, let's look at the question that our producers have for us. Okay. Here is the producer mystery question. How much would you pay to learn who Banksy is, hang out with him for 24 hours, and get a personalized art piece from him? First of all, sexist asking that it's a him. Also, I think we know Nick sees a him, right? I think it's confirmed, yes, that it is a him. Here's the thing. Love Banksy. Love what Banksy stands for. But here's the thing I don't necessarily need is to hang out with him. for. Lay it down thick, Lindsay. For 24 hours. I don't think anyone I hang out with for 24, because I don't, you know, I, I, love, I love my sleep. So could I pick the 24 hours? Like maybe we have like, dinners over the course of my life equaling 24 hours Ooh, i think that's fair Ooh, like 24 dinners oh no our producers are replying Lindsay. they just messaged us that's oh. me 24 straight hours no just 24 hours mm. wow yeah that makes it way less Ooh. appealing to me i remember the time that you and i hung out for like 23 hours and you were like get out of my face at 23 hours you're like Lindsay, don't do 24 i don't do 24 in all realness, I the max I do is like six. It's the first thing you ever said to me. Of hanging out? Yeah, of like a hangout. When we met, Lindsay said that. Yeah, she was like, Aaron, it's nice to meet you. We're going to be best of friends, but I don't go past six. But I mean, there were days, Aaron, when we were working together, where we would fully spend like 12 hours together. So I don't think that's that true for me. Yeah, but that's more like forced servitude. Yeah. <laughs> Our job. Um <laughs> Her job. Well, the same, same. Or a job. Same, same. Okay, so Shanti's writing us some information. She says, no, it's just 24 hours. You can take breaks, but you only get this one shot of this 24 hours. And Banksy will make you any art piece that you want. I love Shanti's thoughts here. This is this is interesting. I'm going to say zero dollars. I don't give a shit. You don't care about Banksy. Oh, I care about Banksy. I care about Banksy and I want to know what's up, but Banksy's going to have me sign an NDA if I do this. And Banksy's going to, the joy of learning who Banksy is, is telling the world. (gasps) 
Why would you want to blow Banksy's cover? Why would you want to do that? I'm so glad you kept that sentence going because I was getting weird for a second. What I thought you were asking me. Oh, my God. Listen, I want to know who Banksy is and I want to hang out with Banksy. You would out Banksy if you found out who they were? No, I wouldn't. I'm saying that would be the joy of learning who Banksy is, is sharing that with your friends and like the world. And I don't know. It's like for me, I have a hundred million dollars in my pocket right now for my bionic I almost said moose glasses, my my bionic owl glasses. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to lose a cent of it. I'm out. This is you too. If this Uh, were Shark Tank, I would say I'm out. But so you wouldn't have any joy in having the, being the only person with this knowledge of who Banksy is. And you can just like hold that. And you get an art piece. You get an art piece that you could sell again if you wanted to. And you know who he is, which is like a really cool thing to just hold on to. Did I fucking stutter? Well, there was a little bit of a delay. Yeah, there was a slight delay. I'm out. Okay, you're out. It's on you too. That's fine. It's time for the Hicks to solve this one. Yeah, but Jake has $95 billion in the bank right now, so... Yeah, but again, billionaires don't like to spend money, and it hurts them to give any sort of money at all to the, you know, the proletariat. For instance, knowing who Banksy is without anyone else being able to know would be so badass. It's like... It's like, like whenever I walk through like Walmart, no one knows that I have like a fully assembled Lego Millennium Falcon at home, but I know, <laughs> and that is valuable. I would be able to tell if I made eye contact with you, dude, I would know it. I mean, you would think it right, but you wouldn't know for sure. And that mystery is half the intrigue. And so like, if someone was like, Hey, I, this guy looks like he knows who Banksy is. And I'd be like, huh, what a weird thing to think about me. Hmm. And just keep on like walking through the like DVDs, you know, I feel like that would be, I think that is worth in my opinion, plus the Banksy art piece, which, you know, could shred at any time, I guess. So you have to be careful, but that's like $10 million. Wow. 10 million. Yeah. Cause then you're in the fine art world. You could probably sell that Banksy for a ton of money or just hold it. And then that way, when everyone walks into your home and it's brightly lit to see the Banksy art piece and they look at you like they don't know who you are. You can then, and then it makes sense for you to scowl at them with your allies that can't do well in light anyways. And then everything makes sense. I like it a lot. I mean, I really like the idea of having a Banksy piece in my owl home. I've never heard you say that sentence and I've heard you say a lot of weird stuff. (laughs) Of people coming in and, and seeing a Banksy like graffiti on my wall and me being like, yes, Banksy came here and did this in person and I did meet him. And you're like, you know, I can see this at night, right? Like, I can see this any time of day. Do we think Banksy's hot? I just presume Banksy's hot. I mean, it depends on what, what your definition of hot is. But, you know, he's a he's a prolific artist um, who's managed to keep his identity a secret for decades. Like, I imagine him looking like like a very, like, attractive model-esque person. I don't know why, but in my head, he's like a very dapper fellow. I love that that's a piece of information that you need to know and this like Banksy fantasy that you have. I support it and I say stick with it. If you get to have your if you get to have your Yeti fantasies, I can think about whether or not the artist <laughs> the artist currently known as Banksy is an attractive person. Doesn't mean I'm interested. I just want to know. Or what was the cave-dwelling hairdresser? Yep, yep, the one out in the desert who would give you a haircut. That guy. Wow, that was a romantic vision you had there. Sure was. Jake, (laughs) your sister is um, a dreamer. Well, you know, I just feel like, I feel like with Banksy, there's no way, there's no way that Banksy shows up and he's super secret, super talented, and also like a doppelganger for like Timothy Chalamet. I don't think you can have all of them. No, no, he ain't, he ain't Timmy. I'm thinking he's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay. Like Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Don John or like Inception? Uh, 500 Days of Summer. Ah, okay. That's still, I feel like that's a pretty high bar. I don't know. See, I'm imagining him as like a kind of Denzel Washington, who's kind of like a little bit older, kind of all knowing, slightly gray, like, and kind of like very direct, you know, that's what I'm seeing in a, in a Banksy. You always presume everyone we're going to meet where you haven't put a face to a name yet. You're always like, Aaron. I hope this one's a Denzel. I do. I do say that. I do. I'm just kidding. I do. I've never actually said that before. Okay. So we, we have we given our prices? So I'm out. For this, because I only have 10 million little dollars um, that has to last me for the rest of my owl life. I'm going to say $5,000. Okay. All right. Is that upsetting? 
That's upsetting, $5,000? There might be like a small tear shed from an expert graffiti Denzel Washington character. When he's like, oh, oh 5000 okay. I mean, not that Banksy cares about money because he's all about the, the vibe and the scene. Yeah, he does wall graffiti. Yeah, but it's very, very classy wall graffiti. Yeah, but I'm also hanging out with him for 24 hours and I'm going to like make sure that he's well fed and has a nice place to sleep. And Yeah, take him to like Applebee's. Yeah, I'll take him to the Applebee's, maybe a Chili's, perhaps a TGI Friday's. Ah, okay. Yeah, get him nice, like a triple play. Yeah, get him a molten lava cake. All right. Do you think you'd want to go look at how the tortillas are made? Like check out that machine and just kind of hang out? Yeah, totally. And then I'd pop him over to the DZ, at Discovery Zone. Uh, let him kind of roll through the tubes. You know, Discovery Zone. Oh, yeah. Okay. On like the, maybe like down the roller slide just for kicks? Yeah, yeah. One of those. Okay. Uh, but we'd be rented out just for us. You know, it'd also be weird to be in there with a bunch of children. So it's just us, just me and Banksy and the Discovery Zone. I don't know. That might be too heavy of a price tag for what you for what you got going on, you know? Maybe I know the manager at the DZ. Lindsay's taken out for fine dining on 5Gs, okay? Let her live her life. Lindsay, do you have your calculator handy? You want to do some math? You want to tell us what we're all going home with? Well, here are our final things, and I will, I'll say them in the order of least to most. And to clarify, Jake, this is... This is if we're going to do all three things today, how much you go home with. I, Lindsay Hicks, would be going home with $9,995,000. Aaron, Aaron Corney, would be going home with $100 million even. Slap it up and call it tappy. Ooh, it's a tappy. Jake Hicks is going home with $95,006,500,000, which is a lot of money. But he also, at any given moment, his, his leg could turn into a snake. So that sucks. Well, you know, I'm just saying, uh, if you guys ever want to donate to my snake advocacy super PAC for what we're doing, just keep that in mind with your hundreds of millions or your tens of millions. Here's the real question, though. When you aren't snake footing your way around town, Jake... <laughs> What are you up to? Where can people check you out? What can they listen to? You got your podcast. You got your life. You got a great arm. You got a leg with no snake in it. Like what's going on? It's all top quality. Uh, yeah. If you guys want to learn and discuss with us a little bit more about the heavy world of competitive video games, you can check us out on my podcast, which is The Law of Esports. It's found on YouTube, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And it's also at The Law of Esports on all socials. Check us out on Twitter. We do some fun videos and we're featured with a variety of creators. And then my personal Twitter is at Jake Hicks Law. Also, but speaking of bones in the human body and staying healthy, please also check out BraintreeNutrition.com. It's my health and wellness supplement company slash movement that we're trying to instill where we have tested supplements for people that we've made for guys in the NFL that we have since released to the public. And so it's very fun. It's a cool project based out of Austin, Texas, that we are very passionate about. So the law of esports and BraintreeNutrition.com. Let me just say this, okay? And I'm not paid. In fact, I bought these vitamins online with my own money. I got the Braintree Think formula that's supposed to help you think because sometimes I don't think so good. And it helped me think good when I had it. That's, yeah, and it sounds like you're well on your way to thinking better in the future. Yeah, I thought bad and now I think good because of Think by Braintree. And you can use the soundbite on your internet show. We certainly will. We have one of our founders is at the Super Bowl right now doing a bunch of podcasts too. So uh, it's wow. going to be great to have him on like ESPN and then, you know, Sports 60 and then Human Values. Yay. Aww. All the clips. All the clips. Listen, Jake, I'm not a man who's embraced the subtle art of subtlety all that subtly. So I'm just going to say bye. And thank you. Bye, Aaron. I appreciate all the hospitality. This was fun. And I also enjoy switching out animals for body parts. It's a really cool theme for your overall podcast of switching body parts with animal parts. It's what we do here all day, every day, <laughs> just this once. They call us the old switching annies. Ew. All right. Thanks, Ew. Jake. Thanks, Jakey. Thank you, guys. 
Will, you're a fancy eye doctor. What's the weirdest thing you can see inside an eyeball? Uh, parasites? I regret asking. Honestly, medicine can get pretty weird, but I do have other stories. No, I've heard all of your stories. I want to hear from someone else. Okay, here's the plan. We'll do a podcast and we'll call it Knock Knock. Hi. You know, like how my med student character introduces himself. Okay, back up. Do people even know what you're talking about? Right, so I'm an ophthalmologist. Also my husband. As an internet comedian who's also a real doctor, I've seen a lot of crazy things. And on our new podcast, Knock Knock High, we're going to hear about those crazy things from other people. Right. We're talking with medical professionals, influencers, even actors sharing their own crazy medical war stories. Ooh, like what happens when someone inhales gasoline? Uh, sure. So subscribe now and share Knock Knock High wherever you get your podcasts. Or watch us Tuesdays on the Dr. Glockenfleck and YouTube channel. Medicine is serious business, but it's also outrageously funny. I think they'll be the judge of that. Knock Knock High. Hi. Hey, Aaron, thanks so much for humoring me and letting me have my little brother on the show. I think that it's good to feel proud of him and all the stuff he's done, and I'm really happy y'all got to meet, and it seemed like y'all had a lot of fun together. They say all that glitters is gold, and I thought he was glitter and gold. Don't know what to do with that statement, but boy, I felt it. Me too. If you feel like a big old ball of glittery gold that's related to Lindsay Hicks, come hang out with us and show even more of the love over at humanvaluespodcast.com. We're putting up questions, polls, and everyone's favorite thing, moles. No, there's no moles there. But while you're there, help us come up with more ideas. Share your own crazy what's your price questions. Again, over at humanvaluespodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode or if you like our show, please spread the word. We appreciate it so freaking much. And if you want to throw a little extra love our way, please, for the love of Henry Tatum, who is not a real person, I just made that name up, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and maybe leave us a rating while you're there. And there's a chance we'll choose you for a shout out, which is a fun thing I've heard. We're your hosts, Lindsay Hicks. And Aaron Rubin Corny. Our guest today is Lindsay's little baby boo-boo brother, Jake Hicks. Our lead producer is Rob Goldman. Our producers are Shanti Brooke and Aaron Rubin Corny. Our editor is Andrew Sims. Our engineer is Jason Portizo. And our music is by Omer Bensvi. All information, research, and advice shared on today's episode was expressed for entertainment purposes only. Statements provided by the Human Values host production team and guests should not be taken as professional advice or fact. Human Values is a human content production. Says your face. Ew. Ew.